Welcome to the Unapologetic Designer Podcast, where we chat controversial design topics and expose the raw truth about life as a designer. Welcome back to the podcast. I am here with my co-founder, Marissa, behind the Brief Collective. And we're also here with another really talented designer who also happens to be one of our TBC team members and is a recent DBA graduate. So Marissa and Robin, do you guys want to further introduce yourselves? Hi guys, my name's Marissa. I'm the beauty and brains behind MB Creative Agency. I also am the co-CEO of all the things at the Brief Collective and Kinsey's my business bestie. I'm happy to be here today. Hi, I am Robin. I'm the owner of Brands by Robin. I build brand identity designs for those who are a little bit unconventional. And I'm also a team member over at the Brief Collective and a recent graduate of semester five of DBA University. So one of the main things that I really wanted to focus on with this episode is sharing your mindset transformation, Robin, and also just kind of bringing awareness to why it's so important for designers because I feel like it's not a priority for most people and they don't understand why it should be a priority and I really want to like bring awareness to how important it truly is so do you want to share a little bit about your like mindset transformation that's happened over these past few months yeah I think that over the past three months I've had like a massive mindset shift but I also think that there's still a lot of work to do with that I don't think that people realize that this goes beyond what you just know in business and your experience in business but it's something that is ingrained in you for your whole entire life um I've spent a long time a big part of my life um being afraid to spend money feeling undeserving of things being feeling really low in confidence in myself and that ultimately reflected in my business but when I was doing the work to undo it I had to dig deeper than just the business itself and go into everything like where that all came from and I feel like for me I have learned a lot from becoming a business owner and like have had those mindset shifts but also Marissa has taught me so much about how like because she's like our mindset person has like taught me that like the way you think or like why you have certain actions is tied back to your upbringing and like it's really deep rooted within you a thousand percent it is like I have my therapist deserves a raise like everything (laughs) that he's taught me it is wild how everything is interconnected and your how it shows up in your relationship your mindset can show up in your business and your day-to-day life how you are with fitness like literally every single section of your life your mindset shows up in So if your mind isn't right, then like your business is going to suffer because of it. And it's your mindset is going to hold you back. And someone had said something the other day that really resonated. They were like, you can have all the design skills and like be educated about all the things that you need or should be doing. But if your mindset isn't right, isn't where it needs to be, then those things aren't really going to be that effective. And like, I think that's where the disconnect is for most people. They're like, okay, I really want to book a really huge client but then the missing component for them is the mindset because they have to be in the right headspace to be able to attract that type of client speak to that type of client and have the confidence to name a high quote and if you're not in the right headspace and your brain's like oh you can't charge that much you can't say that they're going to pick somebody else and like saying all these negative things to you 
then it's gonna stop you from getting where you want to go yeah I think that's I think that's really true especially with what Marissa said as well like everything kind of bleeds over into the other parts of your life I recently found that when I'm doing work that I'm motivated by and I'm enjoying I become a better partner to my partner Mm -hmm. I become a better parent everything just bleeds over and if there's one point in your life where you feel like I can't do this or I'm not good enough for this that is what your brain does you trick your brain into thinking it and it bleeds over into everything in your life including your business so it's not just about getting your mindset straight with your business but you may have to look a little bit deeper into other aspects of your life too like you don't have to stay sad you don't like you don't have to stay unconfident in yourself like all of these negative leaning things you don't have to stay being you can change it you it it takes work every freaking day to do it's not easy because our minds really believe the lies that we tell it um but it is literally a pattern that you have to break within yourself and i think that that's one of the things that maybe people don't see as powerful because it is such an inner thing and you're like, oh, I'll just do it later. And you get distracted with your phone and Netflix and all these other things. You know, your business comes first. Maybe your kid's crying. And like, we truly put ourselves last all the freaking time. And part of the mindset shifts that our students go through is like, this is the time to truly put yourself first because you can't pour from an empty cup. And I like that. Like, Robin pointed out that it bleeds into all other areas of your life because that's why we have students come out of our program and literally do testimonial videos and say the brief collective changed my life. They don't say it changed my business. They say it changed my life because we work on that mindset stuff and it all is connected. So like personally, I don't think that you can get good results if you just go in a program and you try to teach the things we're teaching and you only focus on the business stuff because the personal mindset stuff is so intertwined with that. Like you have to have both. I think I spoke about this before on my stories. Maybe I think the part that makes DBA so good is the feedback that you get from the coaches and the coaching calls that we have, especially if you need sorority and we have the after diet calls as well. It's that aspect of connection and actually working through what the problems are rather than just signing on and being given information and say here you go do it you're given the tools that you need and the support that you need to actually make those changes which is arguably the hardest part anybody can read something and learn it but actually putting it into action is difficult and this is one of the only courses I found that have that provides that that gives you the motivation and the help that you need to actually put that work in to change it And the simple fact of knowing, like, I'm not going through this by myself is huge for me. Like, anytime I've ever done something hard and I have somebody next to me who's going through it too, like, I'm like, okay, we can do this. (laughs) Like, it becomes a we movement thing. It's not just like I have to do it on my own. And I think that that's really powerful, especially for us women, like, to go through something like that together is huge. Like, even getting it as crazy, like going through childbirth and like all that, like one of the simple facts and like getting me through my healing and like that hard time is knowing like, 
all women have been doing this for thousands of years. And just knowing that I wasn't alone in one of the hardest times of my life was huge. And it's, it, that is the exact same thing. Like in fitness, if I have a friend next to me, my workout is 10 times better that day. Or like just doing a hard project, like Kinsey and I do this, we just get on FaceTime and don't even talk to each other, but we get work done just because we're like on the FaceTime together. And it's like a little piece of accountability. So I think like what you said, Robin, the connection is the thing that moves you a lot further, faster. I don't even think that I could like, (laughs) I don't even think I could survive like running this business without you because literally if something unexpected happened or something negative happened, it's always like, okay, how do you want to handle this? And like we bounce off of each other and I would be so freaked out having to go through it alone. And like, that's goes back to why we started TBC is because we're bringing all of these designers together who are going through the same journey, who are at where both me and you have already been. So like, we know what they're going through and being able to sit there with everybody else who's at the same place pushes you harder because it's almost yeah. like a, it's almost like a friendly competition in a way. Like we're all about community, but at the same time, it's like you push each other to do better, to book bigger clients, to get your work done. And like, they literally will form their own study halls. Robin, I don't know if you went to any of them, but like our students will literally get together and like do their homework together on calls without us. And like, bounce ideas off of each other before they turn it in. And it's just the coolest thing to see that happen naturally. And I think when you're in a negative mindset and you aren't used to being around those type of people, it's kind of like, I always, I always tell our students like comparison is a thief of joy. And that's like a really negative mindset to be in. Cause you're like looking at everybody, you're like, Oh shit, she's doing that. And you're really intimidated. But if you're in a healthy mindset, and you're looking at that and you see somebody go through a really big win, then you're like, oh, damn, like, I'm going to do that, too. And it's like, like what you said, then it becomes the friendly competition. And it's like a respect thing. Like, I'm going to raise my prices. So you raise yours. And it's like, you look over at the person, and you're like, okay, I see you like, I can do that, too. And it's not coming from a place of negativity, where you're like, intimidated and you're like, I don't belong here. These people are like too good for me. Like it is like we always talk about and several times we're on podcasts, like there's a seat for everybody at the table. As long as you bring something like that's truly what it is. Like we can all come together and share our wins, share our losses. Well, how did you do that successfully? Okay. How can I apply that to my business? And it truly is like just a community that helps each other. Yeah. Having that support is so important it's so difficult to do it on your own and I spent a long time just trying to just get by on my own as a business owner and it was fine I was doing I was doing okay but like I didn't really show about the amount of times that I was burnt out and the stuff that's good with especially that with the study halls that uh, we did with AD she was really good I have like this internal thing to take care of everybody else and not take care of myself but it seemed like everybody else in that group chat also had that same drive. So at the end of the day, we were pushing the next person to work harder and go further because we knew that they could do it while the person behind you was pushing you. So it was like this big <laughs> circle of everybody just like 
forcing each other to just do better and get out of this mindset. It was like this whole, oh, I hate, I hate the way this looks. This is terrible. And the next person would be like, well, that's silly. Yours looks great. This is what's wrong with mine. And everybody would go in this circle and we just bounce off advice mm. to each other. So having that support system is so important because if not, you just spout in like negative thoughts into the mirror back at yourself. And it's like, well, if she believes in me, then I have to believe in me. Yes. True. <laughs> One of my students, Ashley Arnold Hopkins, she messaged me the other day and she was saying that she was journaling and, you know, she was like not feeling great about herself. And she goes, I just want you to know I wrote this. And she put in quote, if coach Marissa's think you're talented, then girl, you are. And she sent me like the little picture of her uh, journal. And I was like, that is so cute. Like I'm like, and then under it, she wrote like, I am enough. What if I am enough? How would life be? And I was like, girl, you are more than freaking enough. I think you are wildly talented and you are enough. Like we just need to speak to ourselves the way that we hype up our friends, like in our minds, we need to like transfer how we're talking to ourselves. It doesn't have to be so freaking negative all the time. And we don't have to minimize ourselves and think that like, it's fucking, I love when women think that they're awesome and they walk in with this confidence. I'm like, yes, girl, I see you. And I'm like, that's the type of woman I want to be around because her, her energy just like, like comes over into me. And then I become more confident because I'm around other confident women. Exactly. And I think this past semester, AD was like a perfect example of that. Like when you come in with such enthusiasm and positivity and confidence, even if you're like a newer designer, it just radiates onto other people and they gravitate towards you because like you're like a shining light for them. And I also get so pissed at the way some people talk to themselves or talk about their work or price their services. I was leaving little notes in Robin's homework. I'm like, you better charge more than this. And I'm like, this looks freaking great. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh my God, it was brutal. What did you say? You were like, you are more than capable of booking at this level. And I was like, whoa. I opened it. I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I need to sort myself out. What is this about? <laughs> but like, it like made me sort myself out. You know, I was like, you know what? Maybe I am capable mm -hmm. of looking at this level. Yeah. yeah. So many people could literally probably double or triple their prices right now, as is. Right now. And yeah, literally right this second. But they don't because of their mindset. It's not because they need to like there don't get me wrong like there probably are things within their business that need improvement there probably are things that need to be changed like you can always improve your business but one of the biggest reasons people simply don't raise their prices is because of their mindset like we had multiple people this past semester that came into the program and I'm like what why are you still charging this amount you're you're like I expected you to be far beyond what you're charging right now, like you could just raise your prices and you'd be solid. Like you don't even need to do anything right now and you could triple your prices already as is. That's one of the first exercises we make our students go through is we're like, okay, right now, what are you raising your right rates to? And it's like a little challenge to see who's down and who's not. And Robin, most of us are not. <laughs> <laughs> what is going through your mind when you are trying to tra charge high rates and like you're sending off that proposal what is like the thought process that happens I think that it's changed a lot which is good and it's quite interesting because right now 
I'm I sent off a 5k project proposal and I was really happy with it I was a little bit nervous and I was like oh that's a bit of a big number just because I'd never done it before but I know I'd feel better the next time when I do it again but if you'd have asked me this a couple of months ago I'd have been quaking in my boots I wouldn't have even sent that (laughs) at all (laughs) and I can tell you right now exactly what the thought processes are for this and I can assure other people do this as well it's that it's this fear that if some other designer or if somebody who's higher up supposedly in the industry or has been doing this longer finds out that I'm charging these prices and sees that my work is actually terrible and I'm no good at it and I've got no idea what I'm doing then they're gonna like think that I'm a terrible designer it's disgusting for charging these prices when I've got no idea what I'm doing and you spiral because you care about what other people think you care about whether you're actually good enough to charge these rates and it's not about being good enough in terms of like it's about your confidence you know I relate to that so freaking hard (laughs) but then like when I'm like in those spiraling moments like I'm picturing a toilet bowl like I'm like I'm about to be flushed (laughs) like (laughs) but then like the thing I've been doing recently that like helps me stop it is like well what do I think of me like my opinion of myself is far more important than these other people on the internet that I don't even know what do I think of me do I think I'm worthy of these prices do do I like the stuff that I create do I think it's cute like those are the questions that matter far more deeply than what some schmojo thinks on the gram i don't give a shit about that anymore but i use i love that what is that word smojo (laughs) oh yeah i forgot you're from the uk (laughs) i like this i like the smojo i'm feeling like a toilet bowl (laughs) it's 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 a degrading thing it's It's like 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 the i would describe it as like some random average like like you don't need to listen to their opinion because they have nothing good to contribute yeah oh they're just yakking you know? love that yeah the other thing that i think i really notice in you robin now going through dba is that you become more picky with your clients yeah mm-hmm. that's yeah. nice 100 i almost feel bad for like turning people away but i i have to i ain't got time do you know what i mean i ain't got time to do a full brand identity project for 80 pounds like I did when I first started (laughs) I don't even know I did not even know that I had charged that low um until I found the messages the other was it 80 pounds or was it like 35 pounds or something oh my god what on earth okay I'm angry (laughs) I think that we need to know why why did you charge that much was it literally the fact that you just had no clue on earth like like a acceptable starting price (laughs) i didn't have a clue about anything i think as well it's again it goes back to the mindset thing like at the time i was on maternity leave so i had like no money to my name i was getting like 600 pound a month so in my brain that was like living wage which it isn't obviously um so I didn't have a lot of money I didn't need a lot of money because I was like well it's fine I'll be fine this is what I get now this is enough to live off of let me just charge out like one percent of that (laughs) which was (laughs) horrible Mm -hmm. and this girl she came to me she was so sweet she was my first ever client um 
and she wanted like a brand identity she wanted logo design like I did the full thing full logo suite color palette typography brand pattern custom icons social media templates banners everything I did gift cards and business cards and I charged her like 35 pounds which was like 40 dollars what would you say <laughs> to little Robin who charged that much for all that she wouldn't exist anymore she would be gone no oh. but if you could go back and talk to your past <laughs> self what would you tell her I don't even know that she's lost her mind. What is that? Like, <laughs> on, what, what is, I'm going to have to see if I can find you it. It'll be in my drive somewhere. <laughs> I would actually cry because the it wasn't even that bad. It was quite a good design. It was a full brand presentation. I did like half of a brand strategy because I didn't really understand it too much yet. But like I did the full thing, gave her brand guidelines. Oh my God. Like I knew what I was doing from the get-go because there's plenty of information out there for me to learn. But for some reason I was like, I know it and I know how to do it and I'm going to spend all my time learning it but that doesn't mean that I'm worth the money and I don't know why there was that disconnect there but there was. You know what's crazy is that you said you were afraid of charging more because you thought that other designers were going to judge you for charging more and it's literally the opposite like if yeah. you had charged that <laughs> much and posted in Facebook you would have got roasted for <laughs> undercharging. <laughs> that is horrible. I can't believe it. I can't believe I did that. I remember I saw it. I found it in my Instagram DMs the other day because I didn't have a client portal or anything at the time. It was just Instagram DMs. And I found it and my jaw like hit the floor. I was disgusted. I'm eating spooky sweets. Spooky mix. Is that everything? Is your candy is branded. Yeah. I am. Wait, is your house like de like totally decked out for spooky season? Can you see all the spooky stuff over here? <laughs> I have ghosts and skulls, and I have my little skull there, and my mask, everything. Even my son's room is like, he's got a big wall with skulls on the shelves. He's a cool baby. He is a cool baby. <laughs> Kenzie looks terrified. He's going to be uh, the most intimidating kid to show up to preschool. <laughs> No, literally, they're going to be doing, like, the, it's going to be time when he gets a little older, and they're going to have that science project where they have to dissect something, and he's going to be, like, all excited and, like, fascinated, and everyone else is going to be, like, This is a skull! Did you, you know? know the worst part about that is, we didn't get to do that in school, and I was so disappointed. <laughs> like, I was that kid. We got to dissect owl pellets. You know what those are? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think we would have been friends in high school? <laughs> What is it? Fuck no. <laughs> you don't think so? No, because I would have thought that you were so mean. <laughs> I would have been like, I'm not talking to her. <laughs> She's too scary. Like, my mindset then was fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah. I was. Just, I had a group of friends in high school. There were like four of us, and we were all just a little bit weird, and that was it. We didn't speak to anybody else. Were you like in the goth crowd? Um, yeah, I would say so, but it's not really a. Um, <laughs> it's not really a thing here. We don't have cliques or anything like that. We were just because we have like school uniforms, so everybody looks the same, and you're not allowed to wear makeup in school. You're not allowed to dye your hair. Like oh. everybody looked the same. Uh, but we were just the kids that listened to weird music and everybody kind of hated us, but it's fine. <laughs> I was like the 
I you know I bounced around to clicks in high school because I was like I don't know exactly where I fit in here and like I loved like the weird artsy people but then they weren't the cool ones so I was like well, I don't know what to do <laughs> who were you in high school Kinsey Oh, gosh. Look, I don't know if anyone from high school is listening to this right now. If you are, like, I apologize. (laughs) Why would you apologize? Because I'm about to tell you. I'm about to tell you. I I didn't like basically any of my damn friends in high school. And, like, we had a lot of friends, okay? Like, we talked to everybody. But literally most of the friends I had, I deep down really thought that they were just obnoxious and annoying. (laughs) So, like, I probably still have one friend, one or two friends from when I was younger that are still my actual friends because everyone else, I was like, I don't like being around y'all. I'm only here for this bullshit status. I can't wait to get out of here and never have to deal with this again. I don't speak to anyone from high school. So you always exuded confidence. Got it. (laughs) No, I definitely, I, not as much as I do now. Like, I definitely think that as time has progressed it's it's increased by like tenfold like <laughs> she went from exuding confidence to asserting dominance <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> have you seen these ones what the fuck is that you have some weird fucking candy my friend no i know what that is that's a sweet rope i also have a spider i probably couldn't eat any of that because there's pork in those huh? you don't have pork in your get in your sweets they're, to make gelatin, they use pork. Yeah, but do you not have that in the United States? No, they she can't eat pork. So I don't eat pork. Oh, so really? I don't eat gummy candy. Yeah. Oh, I don't eat beef. I don't know why I'd be sharing this. I don't eat, I eat pork, but I don't eat beef and I don't eat chicken. We'll have to dive into that in a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? We're talking about mindset and on the dietary requirements. Well, we were also talking about how it connected to your life, so. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't feel very confident, and now I don't eat beef. (laughs) I'll be forgetting that Marissa, like, she doesn't do certain things, like, because of her religion, and I'll be forgetting. And I'm like, hey, you want to eat this? And I'm like, oh, shit, never mind. (laughs) I didn't even know that you were religious. Oh, I'm very faith-based, yes. I love love to go, like, we have Sabbath on Saturdays, and all day... Like, it's just, like, a set-apart day. I love it. Like, it's my jam. I didn't always used to be this way, but um, we don't really, like, talk about that a lot in TBC because everybody has a lot of different beliefs. So, usually, to, like, keep it neutral, we're just, like, the higher power or the, like we say, the universe or whatever you believe in so that you can take, because that advice still applies to whoever's listening, you know? I think that people who have a problem with it are just trying to cause a problem for no reason because I'm not religious and I've never had a problem with anybody who is religious because that's your business, not mine. Like, I've I don't been care. Yeah. hella persecuted because of my beliefs and like made fun of. Really? Like, yeah, I don't share about it on social media or anything. I've literally, I, I got fired from a really big position too because of my beliefs and because I wouldn't work on Saturdays. And so I was less like, like a scared chihuahua, like, okay, I guess I won't, I won't talk about this or like in any sort of professional sense, share about my personal faith beliefs or anything like that. Is this a mindset issue? (laughs) (laughs) Well, now do you care about talking about it now? No, I think it's actually healing and good too. I think 
Like, and if people ask me about it, I'll be an open book all day as long as they ask questions, but I'm never going to go up to somebody and be like, Hey, (laughs) have you heard of my faith? And like shove it down their throat because I don't want to be that type of person. I didn't know you were religious, but I have noticed that you say amen whenever I say sly. Um, so it's kind of like that. <laughs> You're like, amen, sister. And I'm like, slay. <laughs> it's just, I get it. We're on the same wavelength, just yeah. on different train tracks or something, wherever yeah, that same yeah. is. That, that calculates out for sure. <laughs> all in all, all in all, this is what I do with every single graduate that comes on the podcast. What is your full, well-rounded, honest review of DBA? And just because you're an employee and we pay you, <laughs> I, this is your permission to be honest. Give me the nitty gritty. Tell me the bad stuff too, because it only helps us improve as well. I love that. I love how you're open to advice and stuff. I appreciate that. Um, okay, honestly, with DBA, as I said before, because it's such an interactive experience, it is life-changing, not just business-changing. But you have to be willing to apply yourself. Like You have to be willing to do it. And I just think that it's an amazing experience for anybody who needs it. And not just because I'm part of the team, but also because I admire how hard you two and Sophie and Bridget work. You guys are just... You work so hard on it and it shows through every single semester. and. All of the students are really like well-rounded with it. They all seem to be really excited to be there as well. And everybody seemed to put in the work from what I could see. And there were people, you know, we had the group chat to connect with other people. You guys put in the effort to make it easy for this transformation to happen. Again, it's not just like, oh, you sign on, you get the information and there you go. Off you go with it and you kind of figure it out yourself. You guys have taken these extra steps to make sure that this is an experience, not just something that you learn from and I really appreciate that I just think it's cool and I would do it again if there was more to learn (laughs) Tech Institute coming 2024 Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) that's so exciting I think that you're a perfect example of because what we ask is very like demanding like we do make you work for it like three months like it may sound like it's a lot of time, but when you get in there and you see the work you have to do and we're teaching you all this new stuff, it can be overwhelming and it can be a lot of pressure. But the fact that you not only have your own business, but you do stuff for TBC and your mother and you have all this stuff going on, you still nailed every single assignment and you were coming to calls at like two in the morning. And <laughs> like, if you can do it, other people can do it. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't It was easy, I'm not going to lie. They obviously don't make it easy because if it was too easy, then like everybody would just pass with flying colours and you wouldn't learn anything, right? But it was definitely difficult, um, but it was really worth it. It really pushed like my limits a little bit. It kind of pushed where I thought that I could be, It, but it still encouraged me to take breaks, if that makes sense. So I knew where I had to apply myself. Something that I had to learn throughout this process in order to survive was task management and time management. Because Mm -hmm. if I hadn't, I would have gone under. I have 
like I was doing the homework for DBA. I was then watching the modules, attending the calls, obviously parenting at home. So all of my work is part time running my business, running my like business for designers, uh, my podcast, my emailing list, uh, MB Creative, and also TBC work as well. So I was forced to learn how to manage my time correctly. And I think that's one, aside from like the mindset stuff, I think that's one of the most important things that you can learn as a designer is learn how to manage your time. Because if you can set out things correctly, you can do anything. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like you don't have to constantly reinvent the wheel every time. Like you have these templates, you know the process, you know the steps. And so that's the main thing we help you develop at the very beginning is your process so that you have a roadmap to kind of follow. Because if you have a map to follow, you know the end destination and it's not as overwhelming if you know where you're going. But if you're just out there free balling it by yourself and you're like well I guess I'll do this let me write that like it becomes way too overwhelming and you're just like dying with all of these tasks on your back and so I I love that you said that like task management management and like breaking it down and like truly being able to look at your big to-do list and knowing what is a priority what comes first because there are things that are important and there are things that are urgent but what is urgent is not always important. And so sometimes you do have to prioritize yourself. You have to prioritize rest and your family and like all of those other things have to come first sometimes. And that's truly okay. If you have everything in line in your business and it's working for you. Yeah, 100%. You should try and throw in at least one thing that you really, really enjoy a day as well. Because it's yeah. like we're all running businesses because we enjoy it and we're doing the thing that we love to do. But there's it's always something in business that you don't like doing and that's yeah. that has to be done and that's just how it is and sometimes when you don't have this like task management or time management thing kind of down it feels like you're doing constantly tasks that you just don't want to do to get onto the good thing that never ends up coming because you're just overwhelmed with all these tasks mm -hmm. um but with the management and the mindset shifts that I've had and being able to give myself time off and say okay I now I deserve a break like I know there's stuff to do but this stuff can wait so let's take a break and we'll come back to it and then I end up smashing through those tasks the next day after my break whereas it would have taken me twice as long if I hadn't have taken a break so I was exhausted. I um, joined DBA alumni um, so that we could have the office hours and I feel like I have that time now whereas I wouldn't have felt that before. Yeah. I have time to sit down and connect with other people and give advice and take advice um, out of my day whereas I felt I would have felt like I wouldn't have had that time before it wasn't even a consideration when I first started last night I was listening I was on Spotify I was like I'm sick of my music I'm listening to new stuff and I found this song that like needs to be DBA University's new theme song <laughs> and it's by Sean Mendez and it's called Particular Taste I don't know if it's an old or new song or what but go listen to it after this podcast it's so good like you the basically the whole song it's like a, about a love story but sh like we have particular taste for a reason because we have high standards and we have high standards in our students and like we put them through rigorous assignments and all these things because we want to test your limits so that you know that you can do it and we give you the building blocks to do it like you're not going through this process alone and like just fumbling around and trying to figure it out like 
on blogs or researching different YouTube videos. Like it's all laid out for you right there on a golden platter. And if you do the work, you're going to come out the other side like, oh, yeah, I got this. Like you just become so much more sure of yourself after going through this process. And I think that's my favorite thing to witness with our students is them just coming into their confidence and like truly believing like I can do this for anyone. I think some of our students at first, they go from liking us to hating us because they get feedback that they've never received before because we're critiquing them. That's what they're in the course to learn from like critiques. We've been where you're at. We're going to give you the, you know, real feedback you need. And some people aren't used to that. And it goes from like, all right, now I'm angry and I don't like the feedback. And then they sit on it, they reflect on it, they implement it, and then they start seeing results and then they love us. (laughs) Would you, what is a truer friend? Would you rather have a friend who's like, yeah, girl, you're doing amazing. I just love her. Like she's so good. And they blow smoke up your ass and always say positive things. Or would you rather have the friend who's like, hey, girl, I noticed you did X, Y, and Z. I'm just checking on you. Like, are you okay? What can I do to help you? Can we, can we try better next time? Like, I would rather have a friend call me out on something in a nice way, but like, that's a true friend who can be like, why are you doing that? Like, and, and help you become better. Robin, I feel like you had pretty decent feedback the whole time because you nailed your assignments. How did you feel about completing the assignments and like, I know you said it was very demanding, but other than that, like, how did you feel about the actual assignments themselves? They were tricky, but good, like tricky in the good way, because you were given the assignment or you were given the module uh, to watch everything throughout the module. And you're like, okay, I understand where this is going. I know what I'm going to have to do for this. And then you get to the homework and it's just not that, like, it's not what you think it is. It isn't (laughs) like writing an essay about what you've learned or even always putting stuff into practice in like just a presentation or just doing whatever it is to get what you've learned into there. It's okay, show us how you have learned this information and how you can implement it into your business in a way that's unique. It's not like just take it and make a brand. It's take this and use it in your business and we want to see you make it yours. And I think that's what the best part about it is, is that it not only pushes you to learn that information and take that information on board, but actually make it unique so that when everybody comes out of DBA and everybody's graduated, everyone has this like whole different thing. They've taken the things that they need and they've implemented the things into their business and made it unique. And nobody comes out of this course exactly the same with this like whole process because we've all learned the same content. We've learned how to make it our own instead and I think that's what my favorite part is about the homework modules. Uh, Education with creativity is a tricky thing because creativity is so subjective and so personal so we whenever we were building this course we're like well how are we gonna like take that into account because you know in regular school you have a syllabus and you get assignments and they lay out exactly step by step how they want you to do that and we purposefully don't do that and our students get frustrated with us because they're like well how do you want it and I'm like make it your own and they do not like that answer because it's too much freedom 
But like that's part of the whole experience is getting comfortable with your creative freedom. And that's how we empower our students in their creativity. That was so well spoken. <laughs> Thanks. I don't have moments like that very often. I, I stopped speaking. I was like, wow. I'm glad this is <laughs> so all in all, I think after recording this episode, we kind of jumped all over the place, but like it still is all connected to your mindset, like getting comfortable in your own creative freedom, having confidence in yourself, being able to empower yourself to charge what you want to charge and speak to clients. If you enjoyed this episode and if it resonated with you, highly recommend attending our workshop that we're hosting Thursday, September 28th. Like this is in one, actually less than a week from now. And Robin is going to be there. Marissa is going to be there. We're going to be talking about mindset shifts and how to overcome negative thought patterns in order to attract more clients and book higher ticket clients. And this is one of those workshops where like, you may not think you need it, but then you get there and like you have these major mindset shifts and we help you recognize these patterns that you probably didn't even know you had that you need to overcome. Yeah, we're going to take you guys through some cool exercises and give you a little taste of what it's like inside like our academy and the on a smaller scale because it's only a couple hours long. So there's, you know, it takes time to make these big mindset shifts, but it's all about taking the first step. And so if you've truly been thinking and feeling like, man, I, I just can't get out of my funk. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, if you truly are feeling like that and you're feeling stuck, then come to this workshop because we're going to help you get unstuck. And I'll leave a link to it in the description. It's also only $27 per ticket. We only do a few of these a year, every year. And there's also a special ticket at checkout that you can purchase to go to the post-workshop party, which Ooh. is going to be hosted by DBA Sorority. So if you've been curious about our sorority, you'll also get to experience a little taste of that as well if you purchase that additional ticket. And that one is just going to be fun. We're going to get a little unhinged and crazy in that party. So um, that one's just pure fun. First, we'll get all emotional and get real in our mindset, and then we'll go celebrate. <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode of the unapologetic designer podcast if you'd like to submit your unapologetic design opinions head over to the link in my description to submit yours anonymously if you'd like to support the podcast you can follow our instagram page or you can sign up to make a monthly donation i'll see you in the next episode